0: This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM channel 371.
1: Packer and Durham. All of our fans are here in the lobby as we get ready to do another show. Yeah, we're still at Amelia Island and we're loving it. We're the executives you're ready to roll, that's where it all happens. But not quite yet, Wes. Not it. quite yet. I because said. we're the only ones up and moving this morning, as you can tell. Not a soul at the beach, including at the Cabana, where it was hopping yesterday afternoon, according to rumors and other sources. Yeah. Sources, said, sources say the Dunes Bar was lit. Yeah, oh, I tell you yeah. what, it's a beautiful I have been emphasizing this. What a great host, not only the Atlantic Coast Conference for us, but Amelia Allen. Ritz-Carlton Resort. Fabulous Ritz-Carlton. Spectacular. And now, no longer the uh, pink Himalayan sea salt has been replaced with orange blossom Himalayan salt. And uh, it goes for like $75 in the gift shop, and there may be at least $25,000 worth in the men's room in a bowl about this big. (laughs) But it's a uh, great time. We've had a great time. And Wes, I'm going to tell you, today's show, which by the way is number 627 for those keeping score, and that's our magic number. This might be the easiest show we have ever done, yeah, easiest good. show ever.
2: We have got uh, an incredible wall-to-wall program for you today between now and 10 o'clock. And then don't forget at 11, uh, second-round action in the ACC Softball Championship continues from Pittsburgh. And in fact, right out of the gate at 11 is Syracuse, who won yesterday, and they'll meet the top seed Virginia Tech. So that'll be coming to you at 11 this morning on ACC Network. Now, in terms of what you're going to see here, um, it is literally Neil Ivey, Heather Light, Graham Neff, Jim Phillips for a half hour at 8 o'clock, Dave Klaus and Dan Radakovich, our friend David Teal to kind of recap all the news, Dave Dorn and Michael Offer, the AD at uh, Florida State, and then we get to say goodbye from South, or from North Florida here at Amelia Island.
1: How about that? Yeah, and tomorrow will be the best of. Man, and it's loaded, too. And you're going to see some interviews tomorrow that you've yet to see, including Tony Bennett, Josh Pastor, in addition to everybody that we've had on this week. It's a busy, busy show today. Looking forward to having the commissioner on for half an hour. appreciate him making time before he's got got a busy personal schedule coming up. That's right. Up and above all the business that's taking place this week here in New York.
2: And he met with the media yesterday afternoon, as we told you yesterday morning, some of the tidbits that did come out about the schedule, we'll talk with him about that. Name, image, and likeness, the path of governance, all those things. Uh, but we get to Neil Ivy here in about, oh, I don't know, 12 minutes or so. Let's get you caught up on a couple of news items from the, the calendar, if you will. And we'll start with women's golf because Wake Forest, Virginia, and Florida State have all advanced to Greyhawk,
1: uh, That is correct. And I'll uh, mention it right here. Emily Mahar. Yep. Mayhar. Mahar. I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure, but she qualified as an indiv- individual from Virginia Tech. Okay. So uh, the ladies get taken care of business there. The men get cranked up next week. But the ACC started with 10, still got three left as they move on to the NCAA Championships out in beautiful Phoenix, Scottsdale,
2: Arizona. And congratulations to Kim Llewellyn and the champs of the ACC. Right. Wayne Forest, of course, advancing. Uh, another news item from Winston Salem came down the pipe yesterday afternoon, about 6 o'clock. Uh, Wake Forest announced a change in their women's basketball coach. Uh, Jen Hoover, who had been here for three days as part of the meetings with women's basketball coaches, uh, John Curry, the athletics director, is here. Uh, Wake made a change yesterday. So Jen Hoover was fired after 10 seasons uh, as the head coach at Wake Forest, including an NCAA tournament appearance in 21, which was just the second in the school's history. you know, John Curry indicated it's, it's about wins and losses. We do keep score. And he just felt like the timing was right now to make the decision with a new direction. A Little awkward since the portal is closed. Now because Wake Forest has a vacancy, the transfer portal opportunity for them will extend till July 1. So we'll see what happens. Um, so a change, our best to Jen Hoover, her husband John, friends of our show, really good people. Uh, She's a terrific Demon Deacon from her playing career. And when she went to an NCAA tournament, their first ever, and then coming back and taking them to the tournament in 21. It
1: was such a feel-good story a year ago, right? right? I mean, going back and kind of reliving the glory days. She put a terrific team together to make the tournament. And, uh, again, after seeing everybody here, again, the the timing's never good or something like that. So it's the way it is. But they are really good people. So I wish them the very best.
2: I think we've got – we had some good baseball wins last night. Uh, Virginia Tech came back to win. Georgia Tech came back to win to get an RPI top 10 win against Georgia Southern last night.
1: And of course, I know here on ACC Network, we give you a doubleheader baseball coming up with number seven, Louisville, taking on number five, Virginia Tech, number six, Miami, and number 21, Florida State. Two great series. You look at the schedule and not to mention the standings. Louisville with that tie, which I talked about earlier this week, don't like ties, but we still got them. But Louisville leads the Atlantic by basically half a game now. Now go figure. That's what happens when you get the tie. Then on the coastal side, Miami 17-7, Virginia Tech is 14-8 in league play. So big series coming up beginning tomorrow in terms of the conference layout. Clemson's at number 12, Virginia. Pitt's at number 16, Notre Dame. Wake, North Carolina, NC State, Duke this weekend. And, of course, you've also got women's and men's tennis going on. You've got lacrosse Lacrosse going on. And let's not forget, beginning tomorrow, home lake advantage, Lake Hartwell, the ACC Rowing Championships begin tomorrow. In Clemson, South Carolina. All that is going on, not to mention another busy day here at Amelia. And we wish
2: them well.
1: We wish them well. Wish we could be there.
2: Well, we've had to slum it here.
1: Well, (laughs) some have slum better than others, but I will tell you up on the penthouse, it's been a great view. Uh, You have
2: had a remarkable stay here, have you not? I really
1: have. It's kind of a perfect precursor for what's coming my way in the next couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, no question. When you go to Italia. No,
1: hey, it, no. Hey. It, uh, yeah. oh, that's it. Got it. Now use uh, the hands, Wes. Um,
2: anything of yesterday's news surprise you? I, I was not surprised about anything that the commissioner said in terms of the lean toward the scheduling in football. Um, sounds like that we'll get some more information from him today about the governance and the way that structure is going to be. They are clearly understanding that the power five commissioners and more may be taking advantage here.
1: I think there's going to be even more power given to the conference commissioners, which is, I think, a good thing. And I think the other thing that that commissioner talked about yesterday was we need to define the role of the NCAA. What is it? I mean, what role do you serve? Mm-hmm. What purpose do you have moving forward? And again, I said yesterday. So this many times before. It's easy to beat up on the NCAA. They're like the ultimate right. pinata. Anybody yep. loves sports. Grab a stick and whack the pinata because that's what everybody does to the NCAA. But they do good things, mm-hmm. and I think one of the things they really do well are put on events. Right. I think they're a great event company. I mean, we go to a Final Four. I you go to the College World Series. You go. You pick a championship. The events are normally terrific. Mm-hmm. So I think. Jim Phillips yesterday talking about what is the role of the NCAA. We kind of have to define what it is. Maybe yep. all the enforcement part of it comes back, if you will, in-house to the conferences that the conferences then enforce. So, again, we are front row seat to watch a complete changing in the landscape of college athletics. I think the other thing that uh, I found interesting was the headquarters. And we really haven't talked about where the ACC headquarters are going to move or maybe they stay in Greensville. I have no idea what they're going to do. Um, And there are a lot of folks that believe, like, hey, put them wherever you want. You know, we love the games, we love the sports, and I get all that stuff. But the city of Greensboro, which has had great tradition in history from really day one of this conference, and they've been very prevalent here making an appearance, obviously taking care of a lot of sponsorship opportunities. Yeah, the mayor of
2: Greensboro, Nancy Vaughn, was here for three days. Right,
1: I mean, so Greensboro wants to keep the ACC home. Charlotte certainly is interested. Orlando, of course, you've heard their name as well. So everybody's kind of had a presence there. But Jim Phillips mentioned yesterday it could be another three or four weeks till we find out what happens on that front. They had a meeting with the presidents via virtual Zoom calls and all that stuff. So just another one of those stories. Put on the back burner. I don't think it's a front and center. It's kind of a sidebar story to certainly pay attention
2: to. But clearly one that he was not – thinking was imminent at this juncture.
1: No, you're not going to get that answer today. Right. It's going to be three or four weeks, best-case scenario yeah. to maybe you find out what happens on that front.
2: So you're all caught up, just like that, on basically the comings and goings yesterday. And I think, too, the Ameriola. scheduling.
1: You know, We spent a lot of time uh, this week on, this. on college football mm-hmm. and the, the scheduling. Is the ACC going to go to one division? and The 3-5-5, five, five, you heard all kinds of scenarios. It sounds like, again, it could change in the next five minutes, but it sounds like that 3-5-5 five, five concept was something that was kicked around and continued to be discussed to the point where it would not surprise me that that's the direction they end up going.
2: Well, and let me offer this to you as well. I think the other element that comes into play here with the three five five is that he also said, and I think we'll we'll be able to talk about this with him, they are going to be able to put that in front of the television partners. Right. And that is a critical piece to it. You don't just change your schedule philosophy and administration for fun. You're doing it because you want to be able to create, as you said yesterday, more impactful games every week in Atlantic Coast Conference football. And with the way the league is ascending and starting to trend on a consistent basis, like we've talked about quarterback play and things like that, it's just smart business to look at what's your best opportunity to get really good matchups every week.
1: I say it all the time, you, you want an answer to a question, you're not sure what the answer is, just follow the money. And, and you know, you got a partner in ESPN, guess what ESPN does for a living? They put on games, yep. right? And so, you know, if you got a partner, which again, at this day and age, revenue is so critical for every conference. Uh, if you're gonna make a change in scheduling, you might wanna let your partners yep. know what's going on. A lot of folks think, oh, maybe ESPN's got too much control. All right, this is what you do in a partnership. It, it's a give and take, hey, mm-hmm. it's a two-way street. So. If the league is thinking about, hey, here's our idea, does it make sense from a financial standpoint to do such a thing? If the answer is yes, I suspect this will get done.
3: And
2: I think the other aspect to keep in mind is uh, we've heard a lot from the basketball side of the house about only five teams going to the NCAA tournament last year and Wake Forest not getting there and Virginia not getting there with pretty good plus 500 records, right, in conference play. I think that conversation has to be continued as well about scheduling structure. How do the MTEs fit? You bring up a great point about the ACC Big Ten Challenge in relationship to the SEC Big Twelve event that is staged in what late January, early February. Yeah,
1: I, I like how the SEC Big Twelve Challenge. I like where it falls in your calendar. Right. And, and, and again, the ACC Big Ten Challenge has been a it's been a great success. Mm-hmm. Both leagues love. And have terrific leagues, right, in terms of their basketball. Right. But I, in my opinion, given the, the sports landscape, I, I think it gets lost. We I mean, get great matchups. Now, if you're a basketball junkie, and we both fall into that category, it doesn't matter where you're playing, man. We, we're going to watch it. We're, we're dialed in, we're ready to go. But I think, in terms of the big picture, I think those games, as cool as those matchups are, as great as the venues are, right. when you tell me, hey, we're going to play a big time game in late November, early December, Football runs the show. Right. Now, I know there's a lot of basketball people going, oh, we love it. Hey, I hear you. But you got to understand the position in the big picture. To me, college football in the pecking order is king. Yep. And, and you're going to give me great matchups late November, early December. Hey, I'm watching them, <laughs> but I kind of feel like I'm in the minority in some respects because college football runs the show. And when you start talking about where's college football, late November, early December, we're talking about rival games in the last weekend of the regular season and yep. rolling in your conference championship games, which are the most important, right? So, mm-hmm. I think it gets lost a little bit, and that's why I do like where the Big 12 SEC Challenge falls late January. Plus, it's a break yep. from the grind of your conference schedule, and it kind of gives you some highlight games where, hey, maybe if you've gotten off to a slow start, now you get a chance to get a quality win non-conference. So. Again, that's just an idea, throwing it up against the wall. Well we have done. no impact whatsoever in this final No, we have no minutes. impact. Either. Zero.
2: No. no, nothing we said will actually stick in a room no. where they make a decision. No, and if somebody
1: takes that idea, and that's cool. <laughs> just, just, again, we always say just give us credit when it's due. Yep. But I think it's a good idea.
2: All right, when we continue, from Amelia Island. Let the parade begin of interviews. And Neal Ivey did a terrific job last year with Notre Dame. They got to the Sweet 16. She had a terrific team. Olivia Miles, Maya Dotson. Just a a really, really fun basketball team to watch. We'll catch up with her about that conversation, the the special year that women's basketball had in the ACC and more. When the head coach of the Fighting Irish joins us next on Thursday's Packer Durham from Abilia Island.
0: This is the Packer and Durham Podcast.
1: Packer and Durham back on the patio, and we've got Coach Ivy. Wake up, hey, wake up, the echoes, the <laughs> roster the is hell, we're in person,
4: <laughs> easy now, we're in person. I know, I'm too excited. Now, you, you don't know, have to hold the phone, it's all good, right?
1: They're, they're not, they're, they're, listen, we have not talked to a lot of coaches that go, hey, my roster is pretty good. I mean, everybody's just going all <laughs> over the place, but you're like, hey, I'm good, man, let's go play.
4: I'm good, I can go golfing, go to the pool, my roster's set, I'm, I'm happy.
2: Is it that easy, just snap
4: it and go? No. Okay. It's been a very, very challenging last few weeks, but um, just on the phone, making connections, um, you know, just. But I've been very blessed and grateful that I feel like I have three incredible additions.
2: All right, but in the span of five years, we've gone from structure of college basketball, right, Pac? Arrive on campus, you get coached up three, four years, you get the degree, you walk out the door, to mayhem. Mm-hmm. How do we, How do we navigate this? And well, you're you're still new in the tenure.
4: Yeah, I definitely walked into this space, but um, I think it's all about you know making sure you recruit the right ray. Um, you know, I'm big on culture, just making sure that I have the right the right fit. So that's always what I'm looking for at Notre Dame. And again, I'm, I'm heading into th- year three, so I'm starting to bring in my classes. Mm. And um, again, uh, the transfer portal again, like you said, it's mayhem, but there's a lot of positive about it. And I feel like even with my dots in last year, I I. Yeah. I I aligned and attracted an amazing addition that was perfect for Notre Dame. So that's what I did this year. Um, And then hopefully I can graduate some classes and um, not have to worry about it.
1: Coach, it seemed like your team this year, every time we had you on the show, it was young, but you knew they were getting better and better. And again, as a coach, that's got to be the greatest feeling in the world. When you watch a team come together, especially young folks, all of a sudden it clicks. They're no longer freshmen, they're players, right? I mean, all of a sudden, hey, let's go ball, let's go win with everything you've got coming back i mean this really feels like 22 23 can be back to what we expect with notre dame basketball
4: absolutely um olivia miles and sonia citron i felt like oh, they really just they blossom you know this season and um a lot of times we had some growing pains um but we really matured like you mentioned throughout the season and um the future i knew was going to be very very bright we just didn't know how long it was going to take for it to translate um, and i'm fortunate to have some incredible Incredible core, incredible young players that are going to really be exciting for for years to come.
2: All right. The patience factor, though, in this build. <laughs> Did it test you a little bit?
4: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I had to be patient with a lot of th- different things. And, again, knowing that they, it was a lot of inexperience. Mm. But I felt like, you know, like they just have to. And we knew it. I mean, I, I'm a young coach. Um, you know, I had a young young point guard. And we, we have that connection um, with Olivia and, and with Sonia. And I was like, we're growing up. We're blossoming together. You know, we're learning. We're going through this together. We're growing through this. We talked about that a yeah. lot, but I, I definitely had to have a lot of patience, but I, I enjoyed every every second of it because I knew I knew what type of special players I have and uh-huh. I, I enjoyed it.
2: We thought this was a really good year in women's basketball in the ACC. Uh, but I'll, I'll keep coming back to the five seed thing because I just didn't like it. I didn't think it was right. Mm-hmm. I thought the league was better. I thought the league had taken the right steps. I guess the good news is you went on the road, won a game at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, Courtney went on the road, won a game at Arizona, right? I mean, right. you put yourselves in those situations to advance despite the hand you've been dealt by the committee. Mm-hmm. What does that do for a program mentally? Where do you think the payoff of this year is next year from that experience?
4: Um, I think the payoff is going to be huge. Um, confidence booster. Um, and we came in with a chip on our shoulder. We had that edge. We talked about it. We felt like we should have hosted. But, again, um, we played the hand we were dealt. Uh, we came down. We took care of business, broke records, mm-hmm. and was the um, biggest win I've ever had, um, the margin of victory that we had at Oklahoma. And that just, again, ignited our spirit. Our My players, they've been in that moment now. And so our goal next year, not only to make the tournament, obviously to go further than the Sweet 16, but it's to host. Yeah. So now we have um, – we have our goals, and you know, we have things that we're trying to check off our little bucket list. But um, that really just ignited our confidence, and it made us hungry.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, we think about this league right now, what West has built at NC State, terrific. It's a great program. It's a top-five program. What Jeff Walls has built at Louisville, I've right. said, top-five program. Muffet had a great run. We talked about all the teams, all the players you got coming back. Does it feel like Notre Dame's about ready to say, hey, guess what? And you start talking about the elite. I'm not just talking about the league, Yeah. I'm talking about the country. Notre Dame is ready to now step back, right back into that platform.
4: I definitely feel that way. Um, I definitely feel that um, who we have on our team and the culture, the chemistry. Um, I have an incredible staff. I feel like we're working our way back mm. to that conversation. I know we still have a lot of work to do, but again, we're hungry. I'm excited. You know, I, I, As you see me, I'm always coaching with passion. I feel like I have um, an incredible group to work with. Um, right. And I'm excited to see what we're going to do and how we're going to continue to grow.
2: Hmm. Uh, I want to change gears and go to mom because <laughs> the next month's getting maybe a little little crazy for you uh, because we all know I mean a wonderful feature on you going to watch Jaden play at Purdue and wearing the jersey and sitting in Mackey Arena and being energized during the games, <laughs> which is key. All right.
1: There's nothing like being a fan, is it? I mean, I
2: love, I be love being, being a fan. Love being you love being a fan, don't right? yeah. uh-huh. you? Yell right? Uh-huh. you yell at the coaches and the referees? I'm
4: yelling at oh. everybody. All <laughs> right. Can't find me in the stands. Okay.
2: So we were laughing and kind of joking here a little bit before we started. I mean, it's going to work out for Jaden. It's all going to be good here. But I know how much you like to go to the games. It's, it could be League Pass for you, though, Neil. I mean, it could be. It could be watching 82 on the TV, Neil. I know. Right?
4: How we right. Is that going to be hard? Yeah, it's going to be very, very challenging. But well, we're kind of hoping the Pacers and the Bulls line things up. I'm hoping the Pacers up. are listening. I'm hoping the GMs <laughs> and the decision makers. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to be so excited, honestly, just that he's getting ready to manifest his dreams. He's oh. always wanted to play in the NBA. Um, so no matter what, if I'm in person, if I'm on League Pass, um, I will be tuned in, locked in. And to get a, when I first when I see that first game, and hopefully I'm in attendance. Even if that's an exhibition game, um, I'm just going to be emotional and be so happy. That's all right, awesome.
1: I want you to look me right in the eye and answer this question. Because I've seen your act as a fan,
4: all right? And I'm like, hey, that's the coach at Notre I've Dame. Seen that. I've, seen that.
1: <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen That's not just me going to a ball no, game. Oh, it's you. with an umpire. It's a head basketball. Coach. Has anybody ever reminded you during a game, hey, Neil? Look, we, we, we got to back it off just a little bit, just a little bit. Turn the volume down. Yeah.
4: No, they N- have not. Never. Yeah, no.
1: they've thought it. They just haven't they probably, said
4: it. They probably looked, but they didn't. They didn't say anything. Hey,
1: pss, you know who that is? Over there? <laughs>
4: <laughs> so great. I mean,
1: I, I don't know of a prouder moment, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's your son, and he is a terrific player. And I've uh, told you before we start, he's a terrific kid. Yeah. And be proud of that as well. I'm sure you are. But this is a this is kind of cool. I mean, because you've got a basketball career to your own, Right. and now he has one too. And you've been to the league. You know what that takes. <laughs> yes. I mean, Packer and I were talking about. It. That's a whole different line up there. There are a lot of really talented college players. That's the one percent of the one percent, right?
4: Right. Right. I, I, I just it's such a blessing to be honest. Yeah. I mean, and again, like you said, I've been in the NBA and I've coached and. I understand that side of it, but to be a mother in it, you know, to have your my my son be a part of it, yeah. it's just a whole different it's a whole different feeling. Yeah. So I'm I'm so I'm so excited.
2: That's going to be great. Um, I want to I want to finish with this. Uh, you played at Notre Dame, successful at Notre Dame. You coach at Notre Dame. You know the infrastructure mm-hmm. of the university. It is a terrific place. It is a lifetime decision, a four year decision for a forty year relationship. Right. The, the concept here of name, image, and likeness and the portal, I want to stay with NIL for a minute because some of the things about NIL, and Pax heard me say this on the show, they're going to be institutions that have to make tough decisions in this world we're going to, whatever that world is from a governance situation, but Neil, as an alum and as somebody who coaches there, are you concerned that Notre Dame has to make decisions moving forward that's counterintuitive to the missions? Of the Institute the values of the
4: Institute right Um, no because I just feel like with our leadership and and who we are as a university yeah I don't think we're ever going to um, to fall short of our integrity okay um, in what we do in the space of NIL Um, we're hoping that the power of Notre Dame and and the network that we have and um, our powerful alumni that can help um, as far as um, position our players to monetize but I I don't I never feel I I don't feel like we're going to um, you know, I think our integrity is always gonna come first and our values and we're just trying to navigate around like all the institutions, but I know um, that we'll find a way and we're all learning in the process, but I don't think we'll ever ever go against our values.
1: Well, I was just thinking, you Neil, know, NIL, there's got to be something we can play. Oh, yeah. There's got to be something we can play off that there. from a marketing standpoint. That might be, I appreciate it. You can be my agent. No, well, eight, Easy now. Seven. Easy. Easy. A, you
2: don't want no. But that does
1: not include any fines. You're going to get an NBA arena. I'm not coming off the hip for that. You're on your own on that
2: one. Neil, the, the talk stuff and the hosting stuff. That's a sidebar to the entrepreneurial Packer. <laughs> okay. You got to be careful. The man's be always careful. marketing. <laughs>
1: okay. Hey, we got a chance to make some cash. Yeah, we do. That's it. We got to okay, talk about great. this after. Uh,
2: yeah, clearly it. we're done here. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank great you. to see you as always. Thank and uh, have a great summer. When we come back, more Packer in Durham. We're at the ACC Spring Meetings in Amelia Island, Florida. It's a tough job. Somebody's got to do it on ACC Network. <laughs> All right, and when we come back... The athletics director at the University of Pittsburgh, Heather Light, stops by as we continue our coverage of the ACC Spring Meetings on ACC Network.
0: Packer and Durham.
2: the athletics director at the university of pittsburgh is here the gracious hostess of the acc softball championship heather like Mm -hmm. welcome good to see you
0: great to be here thanks yeah my favorite sport i mean you know i played it so i mean i have a little bias towards that sport so
2: uh you're excited to host i know that you like having everybody and and it's a sport and we don't have to tell you this it's emerging Mm -hmm. i mean a sport that is growing leaps and bounds every time you turn
4: around this yeah, week.
0: Yeah, and the ACC is much more competitive. And, uh, no, it's a fast-paced sport, fun to watch. Love, People love it, and yeah. it's been awesome. Great coverage by the ACC Network.
1: Plus the tournament's gonna to be tremendous. We got five teams in the top twenty-five. Yeah. You got Virginia Tech an incredible year, Duke the defending champ, Florida State the standard, Notre Dame and Clemson play later today. Yeah. The four and five seats. So it should be good stuff. Well, first of all, you look like a million bucks. Oh gosh, thanks.
0: This is what happens when you come to Amelia Island. You can you know. <laughs> uh,
1: so we're glad that you're bright you put a little bright shine on the set here this uh, morning. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's get to business though. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been a very busy week, hasn't it, has,
0: it? It has, it has. It's been great to be in person. Um, just to be able to connect with coaches, with our staff. Um, The ADs, you know, we haven't been together as much as we obviously had wanted to be, but um, great dialogue, great communication, a lot of issues to discuss and a lot of challenges.
2: You come out of the pandemic and we've got the potential of new governance. Mm -hmm. We've got the potential of a new way of life Mm -hmm. in college athletics. You've worked at some really big institutions who deal with these issues. How do you think it's going to be best we handle whatever the new is? Do we start small and work up or do we have to get the bigger part fixed first?
0: You know, I do sort of think we have to break it down, Um, uh, you know, and and look at football separately. Mm. Um, You know, we want to preserve the NCAA basketball tournament. And, you know, there's there's so much good about that. And it helps the masses of schools, in, in my opinion. Um, But I think football has grown differently, and I think it's just different challenges, um, you know, whether it's opting out of bulls, whether it's the transfer portal, whether it's NIL deals. I mean, the power five schools, the group of five, that that FBS group of of football is different than FCS. And we're governed together. And, um, you know, I think the future of it is taking a look at, you know, the 10 conferences and see whether or not we can come up with a structure that you know helps our coaches manages the challenges that we're all facing right now in a very different way.
1: Now I know we're going to have the commissioner on at the top of the hour uh, but he talked about we need to define what the NCAA is and what their role is going to be. If I allowed you to be the czar you got the magic wand how would you define it?
0: Well, um, right now, I think we're a little bit void of leadership right now. So everyone feels like we're floundering more than we should. Um, and that's where I think, you know, our, we are so grateful for our commissioner. Um, great coalescer of ideas, um, willing to listen and has the ability to bring people together. So I, I think our commissioners, um, ideally in the in the power five group of five, could create something for football. And then from the NCAA Structure, there's things that they do really well, and, and certainly the, the tournament and, and hosting championships is are some of them. But, um, you know, looking at how eligibility is managed, how benefits are, you know, portrayed, I, I just think we need to kind of a fresh start. It's we're overly regulated, there seems to be a lack of enforcement, you know, just in general, and, and I just think we need to take a big, broad look at it.
2: Heather, isn't it interesting though that, like, your former colleague gene smith comes out and makes a statement about where we're going Mm -hmm. um i thought what jack swarbrick told pat 40 a couple weeks ago and i I told jack that the other day i thought it was somebody needed to say that right i mean somebody just needs to let america know college athletics could be a lot different here if they're not careful
4: yeah
2: um and you worked at eastern michigan before coming to pittsburgh you know kind of how the systems and the steps work Where's your concerns here? I mean, is it that we're too big and unorganized and we're kind of rogue at this point?
0: Well, I don't think uh, we we lose. You know, we are colleagues. I mean, right. we compete. But instead of being competitors, we need to be colleagues and look at what's the best interest of college sports. And I think in particular college football, because that's the economic engine for everybody. Um, you know, and I did talk to Gene. Uh, um and I think, you know, I, I mean, those are just legendary leaders in our industry who have great perspective. And one of the things that we chal- was challenging during COVID is that we all did different things. And I think what we learned from that is that wasn't best. While the ACC, we got lucky. I mean, we played football. We, right. we did what we needed to do. But we could have coalesced more. We could have shared ideas from the get-go. It was a whole new, you know, I mean, but learn from that and realize that we don't want to do – five or ten different things, let's all get together, let's lock arms and figure out what's best for college sports, college football, and then how to manage the rest of the sports.
1: When Commissioner Phillips took over, he really emphasized football. I mean, this has always yeah. been a great basketball league. It's oh. got the reputation. Oh, the ACC, the first thing you think of is basketball. No disrespect to all my Clemson buddies down there that say, hey, we've won multiple championships yeah. in Florida State, going, hey, you know, we, we play." football. I get it. But he has really emphasized football. Uh, Pitt wins the HCC football championship. You go to New Year's Day 6. What kind of impact have you felt at Pittsburgh just with the impact of what Pat and his guys pulled off last year?
0: Oh, it's been profound. It's been awesome. Um, the city of Pittsburgh's been, you know, they follow winners, right? It's the city of champions. They, they care deeply about it. Our season ticket sales are, are you know, higher than ever. Um, there's an excitement. There's uh, just a... Um, a genuine interest they care about ACC football they certainly care about what coach Narduzzi's done um, he's built a culture that is extraordinary I mean it, I, I've, I've watched it now for five years and um, he's just got an, an unbelievable great group of kids together and um, a great coaching staff continuity there in many ways and um, so you know it's it's incredibly exciting we've, we've got great expectations for the upcoming year
2: but how about this personality that's evolved right with your football program and the way it fits within the city. Mm -hmm. The history and tradition, Pat talks about it all the time, is it's second to none. But now you've got like real-life 21st century Pittsburgh-type things, right, with Pat and now Kenny. I mean, this is – you can't ask for it anymore. It
0: was pretty much a Cinderella story. Uh, You know, I know we all wanted Kenny, but I don't know if you've seen all the videos of – Young kids in the city of Pittsburgh wearing Steelers jerseys, watching the draft. Their parents obviously yeah. letting my kids too Let stay up way <laughs> later than they wanted to because they wanted him to go in the first 10, 10 picks. Um, but everybody let their kids stay up to watch him go. And, you know, I don't know that uh, the city could have picked a better person. Yeah. Um, just uh, player aside, he's just an incredible kid and um, leader, selfless teammate. He's everything that you'd want, and, and he, it, Pittsburgh's his home now.
1: Yeah. All right, so are we now going to confirm? Because you used to drop the Danny on me. <laughs> like, who is Heather talking about with Danny? No, Danny. Marino. Oh, you mean Dan Marino. Yeah, it's yeah. Danny.
0: It's Danny. And now we
1: got Kenny. So yeah. is that what we're going with? That's yeah, oh, yeah. Danny
0: and Kenny. And if you, you know, so if Coach is out there recruiting, that's kind of a thing uh, for Pittsburgh quarterbacks. No, we we love Keaton. We love Nick, you know. But but Danny and Kenny are going to, uh, they're quite a pair. And uh, they certainly helped one another. Yeah,
1: we never hear Marino or Pickett out of you. No, we get no. Danny and Kenny yeah, from you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how, we got to understand who we're dealing with. That's on right. The-
0: One name basis, if you're known, you know, (laughs) in Pittsburgh. So, no, Kenny will be great. He will be terrific for the city of Pittsburgh and and for Pitt forever.
2: All right, a couple more of your colleagues are going to be with us here. In fact, Graham Neff in a moment, Mm -hmm. Dan Radakovich in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, While I know football's the driver, we're now talking about the scheduling concepts. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're the champion of the Coastal Division.
0: Right.
2: Um, I mean, if the divisions go away, does that – I mean, is that trouble, Pittsburgh? Is there some trepidation there?
0: You know, I, I, we've talked a lot about it. Yeah. Um, and I do want to do what's best for the league. Uh, we all do at the end of the day. Um, you know, I, I think I'm slightly biased towards keeping the Got divisions, sure. honestly. Um, I just, you know, I think you're always playing for something, and there's more people in the conversation, the more schools in the conversation. I like that aspect to it, um, and I like being in the hunt for a coastal or. And it, I mean, you've seen it when when you win it, it means something, right. and you know you're going to the championship game as opposed to figuring it out at the end, and so you've actually clinched and and that sort of feeling. So um, I think there's value in it, but again, we're. We're having lots of conversations, and, and we'll certainly do what's best for the league. I want to follow
1: up with that, Heather. It, and again, we're crystal balling a lot of stuff yeah. here. So, I mean, it, everything can change on a dime. Yeah. The, the potential expansion of the college football playoff, and I think all of us think yeah. that at some point in time, I think right. four years down the road, it is going to move off the number four. right? right? Whether it's eight, 12, 16, I have no idea. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be four. Five right. years from now, if we're still sitting here having a conversation. We're not going to be at four, right? right? Does that have any impact in terms of long-term thinking about, hey, if we split this thing up, we're going to keep the Atlanta, or do we put everybody together? Does that have any impact whatsoever, or is that impossible to figure out because you don't know really what the playoffs could going to
0: be? Right. We don't know other than we know that it's going to expand. So with that premise that you know that it's going to expand, how do you get the most number of teams in, right? Right. That's that's our goal. Um, How do we position our conference for those slots? Uh, I think either way you can get teams in. I really do. I do. Um, you know, if, if you lose out on the Coastal and you've got two teams, you know, 11-1 and one and 10-2, and two, I mean, there's a really good argument for depending on who they lost to or who they beat um, to get those teams in. So I, I, I think that there's value. I think we can get a lot of teams in either way. The bottom um, line
1: is just win your games, right, at the right. end of the day. <laughs>
0: At the end. I mean, we
1: we can sit and overanalyze analyze this <laughs> to death but at the end of the day right, just right, when right. you're stinking games
0: well you know i mean we when we study the ncaa you know selection committee on the on the on the basketball side and the rpi and the strength oh. of schedule and the who plays who and the home and and the last 10 games and the first you know i mean all at the end of the day it's win you know um, you know, strength of schedule is important. And I think our, even our scheduling philosophy, we've talked a lot about as in ACC football. Right. You know, who are we scheduling? Who are we playing? Um, so there's things that matter. But, yeah, at the end of the day, let's go win.
1: Look at our fuel in your fire. I like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. My will That's, that's, what I'm that's my philosophy That's <laughs> what you say all the time. I, get I sit the... there
2: and try and give him numbers and analytics and all that, and he goes, where? Just when? win your games.
0: Yeah. By the
1: yeah. way, I got a uh, revenue stream for you Pittsburgh. Okay. Oh, no.
0: Okay, let's do it. I've been
1: giving ideas to people all week this okay. week.
0: Okay, uh, we're all ears. Ha-
1: have you uh, sampled the uh, orange blossom? Oh, gosh. No. Salt
0: here? No. You have, have not? I have not.
1: Before you leave,
0: you
1: okay. go back to Pittsburgh. When you go to the restroom, sample. Nope. It used to be pink Himalayan sea salt. It's now orange blossom Himalayan salt. Yeah. Take that back to Pittsburgh. Like
0: okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I thought you, you were going to tell me to get to make hats that are half no, Steelers, half Pitt. No,
1: no. You okay. can go there. Yeah, okay. You can go there. Now that you and Kenny <laughs> are hooking <laughs> up up in Pittsburgh, yeah. making that thing work on both okay. the Steelers and Pittsburgh. Yeah.
0: But the orange blossom. Orange blossom
1: Himalayan yeah. salt. Okay. You heard it from me first. Take it back to Pittsburgh, and it's all she wrote. What
2: do you want me to tell you? Okay. Right? What do you want me to tell you? I'm just telling you, those all folks
1: right. up in Pittsburgh have never, ever seen anything like it? it
0: is it's it, a life. Heather, Heather, is it hardcore or is it? I'm going to yeah, tell you. Okay. It's so all okay. I'm
1: going to yeah. tell you. You're going to, you. you're going to sample. You go, you know. You're going to rub your hands with you. Go, you know. That crazy Mark Packer, Yeah, he's absolutely right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not high-maintenance in Pittsburgh. No, I know. And that's
1: why it's going to work.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, good to see you. Yeah, Have crazy. a great summer.
0: Thank you all. all, all right. Right. Thanks pleasure. for having me.
2: When we come back, Graham Neff, the Athletics Director at Clemson, stops by Jim Phillips, is about 15 minutes away, the ACC Commissioner on Packer
1: Durham. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Packer and Durham. Yeah, we're still here. Mary There it it is. That's where you put your toe in the water yesterday. The second the big toe hits the water, you are the visiting team. (laughs) That theory has come in play for 25 years, and it remains accurate. Uh, All right, our next guest. Wait
2: a second. Can you confirm that you did touch the water yesterday? I did
1: not touch the water.
2: You didn't walk on the wet sand, you were on the beach. I
1: was on the beach, I I told you, I don't mess with it. After Turks and Caicos last year, where I almost died, I am never going back in the water, (laughs) ever.
2: Graham Neff Neff is in stunned amazement.
1: Can I add though,
3: because the the sets changed a time or two over these days you've been here, and at one point, whether it's yesterday or the day before, it was rocking chairs it was more cash it was it felt more, more you yeah. know beach scene and now we're, we're high boys I feel a little stodgy I mean we're still Amelia Island it's
1: getaway oh, day it's Thursday like I, you know I am all for the rocking chair right? it was a good look I mean I thought it was kind of looked like a comfortable hey you know you're at the beach right I, but they put us in these you know, chairs that's
2: how it works. in the mornings we gotta go back to business mm.
1: yeah the way yeah. I look at it is as long as the check doesn't bounce I'll sit whenever they want me to sit <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: okay. This was your first ACC spring meetings as Athletics Director at Clemson. you would heard all about them. Tell me what it's been like.
3: So, um, day four. The cool thing is, first of all, a lot of change in the room, not only from the Athletics Director's rooms, um, but coaches too. And this is the first time that the groups got together in person since 2019, for obvious reasons. And so there was a lot of... Um, I even think I heard John Curry said, hey, we need to all wear name tags, you know, just because it's been a couple years and and new faces amongst all the the groups. And so so I think there was just a great energy amongst those that have been coming for years um, or those that are new just to just to be together. Um, But listen, it's been great. There's no shortage of things to talk about. And I've been in this um, job now at Clemson for four or five months, and there's been no shortage of. All right, young buck, like, you know, what's, what's the deal here? You, you got years ahead in this industry. Like, what's it going to look like because of just all the things going on?
1: All right, with that said, what is it going to look like? What yeah. do you think?
3: Wow. Um, yeah, we've got it all figured out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, I, I think there's, I know Kamish is on here um, in a little after me. Golly, I'm, I'm the lead in, um, so I won't break any news that he doesn't want me to break. Um, just kidding. But a lot, of, um, a lot of momentum around, you know, now's the time. You know and what that looks like structurally for college athletics for division one Heather was just on here who's on the um, D1 council a very important um, voting body um, to help set the course is on the the transformation committee which has a audacious title um, but a lot of function Um, and so there just seems to be a whole lot of momentum around now there needs to be change for a lot of obvious reasons um, and now's the time and let alone you hop in and talk football um, from from a, a, a industry standpoint or a Power Five standpoint, so you know what does it look like, Pack? Right? There's been a lot of offshoots and discussions, and there's still a lot of questions to be answered. But I think if there's one thing that has a lot of coalescence around, not only our league but but the industry is is now's the
1: time. Now's a window to to affect change. Let me just follow up with that. You know, Jack Swarbrick, to his credit, a couple weeks ago to Path Forty and Sports Illustrated, kind of said, "Hey, let me tell you what the crystal ball looks like from his perspective." He one of the smartest guys in the room, right? And he talked about, hey, there could be 40 to 50 teams playing big boy college football and Division One could be a total meltdown and totally different by the year 2035. Uh, when you heard that, did you nod like, hey, I, I buy it? Or did you nod like, no, nah, I mean, come on, we, 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 can, we can keep this thing together longer than that? Well, just curious. Yeah, listen, um, a couple things. One, that there's certainly a
3: lot of, um, I think, effort, even call it tradition, towards uh, keeping a lot of the, well, we all love college basketball and March Madness, so I think, you know, that's, that's a staple amongst all the other Olympic sports and sports, ACC offers 27, will be 28 championships, and so like, our, our, our broad-based portfolio of competition and cohesion, I think there's, there's a lot of um, good that, that comes with some, some connectivity there, football's very different, um, which is where I think Jack's coming from with that, that um, some of those comments, of course, Interesting example for me. Prior to Clemson, I was at Middle Tennessee State. Uh, at the time, we were in the Sun Belt, now Conference USA. Um, I was there from 2010 to 2013. Our budget at that time was was in the 30 at 35 million, call it plus or minus. When I came to Clemson in 2013, and our budget was 65 million. So you know, remarkable difference, but th- that was the gap. Whereas now, at Clemson, our budget is 140 million, and my my, my guess would be that Middle Tennessee it's about 40 million. So the, the order of magnitude. From, from resources, which don't, you know, it, uh, is not linear to winning, but it's, you know, it has some indication of just, you know, mode of operation and, and, and investment and experience and those type of things. So that the, the, the delineation between Division one um, to your question, pack, is it's just continuing to, to expand, obviously. I think, you know, a little experience from my sense speaks to that. And so could I see that? Did I nod? Like, yeah, I, you know, and there's a lot of formal or informal conversations in and around that for sure.
2: What do you think the biggest takeaway from the last three days will be, let's say, when you guys get together in the fall? I mean, obviously, the football schedule's out there. Dabo was with us yesterday morning. He doesn't, at least in terms of our conversation, have a preference one way or the other. Uh, I think it's a fascinating discussion, though, about the ability to play everybody. And for your fans, that's a big deal. Your fans like to see everybody. Your fans travel. Right. I mean, there, there is some, you've got some ties in the water, so to speak.
3: And Coach Sweeney's been um, great. Obviously, you know, it's Clemson and what he's achieved, like have a big voice in the room. Um, but Coach um, has continually, with conversations with he and I, and I'm sure he referenced it here, um, I know he did, of, hey, what's best for the league? What's best yep. for the league, and and that's also, that's, that's ultimately what's best for Clemson too, you know. Um, and in the current format whether that's CFP with with the four games, of course. And you talk expansion. I know um, Heather was talking about that a little bit, um, or conference setups with divisions or, or rotational schedule. What, is, what what's the takeaway, Wes? You know how we continue to position. The ACC, you know, and then we're all selfish with 15, you know, um, schools therein, how we're positioning ourselves um, for whether that's national access with football for future playoff um, uh, success or opportunities or just brand build for uh, for the ACC and for ESPN. You know, we had a lot of time with ESPN leadership over the past couple of days. So like that's that has a lot of conversation and there's so many um, maybe bites at the apple of how you go about that. Um, of positioning the league, positioning the brand, sponsorships, matchups. Um, so I think that's where the, the continued takeaway, you know, I know that's not like a, a distinct actionable thing, but like I think that's what the momentum of the discussions, you know, coming out of here are.
1: Tim, if you, if you could solve, of all the ills, or the ill may not be the right word, of all the issues in front of you right now, if you could solve the very first one, which one would you pick? what would be the most important one and then everything else is kind of a trickle down effect. yeah and you know
3: transfer portal nil obviously get a lot of headlines and have a lot of discussion um in the coaches um rooms for for understandable reasons there's just so much uncertainty right now um, i think there's there's such a um, a desire to create a a good balance or a good solution future state of how the, the student athlete benefit and opportunity works I think there's a great understanding. I certainly have it. NIL is a good thing, a really good thing for student athletes to monetize and, and capture this moment of their, their careers um, and, and their brand and those type of things and work it and learn great experience. Um, you know, but then you get the, 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 the side of NIL that, you know, we see and anecdotally is, is very difficult. So, so there's that and sure, sure the, the pay for play notion and employment and what does that look like? And gosh, I think there's a lot of concern on that for understandable reasons, but also there's the benefit to the student athletes that again, is kind of like points back to is a good thing. So, Pac, I, you know, maybe to answer your question, like I think some sort of, of sustainable future direction of like, hey, what's the, the student athlete benefit setup and what that looks like? And, and again, the, a lot of offshoots therein, but like right now the offshoots are uncertain and they're, they're very disparate in some ways. So like, let's, let's pick a path or let's pick an appropriate path as an industry or with student athlete um, work and then now let's let's kind of build and coalesce experience and and competitive setups around that
2: okay largest video board in the free world about finished
3: here's the cool thing i I wanted to (laughs) highlight it'll be big it's over the hill so it's very close to the stadium Um, we have had some call it logistics or supply chain issues that a lot of people have so it'll probably be one of those where we're. Uh, putting in the wires on Friday night before Furman in the fall, Uh, but it'll be ready. (laughs) But here's the cool thing, and even to plug your show and and the huddle and and the network, so as part of our redesign of that side of the stadium, above the hill and the rock and the video board, is we've been very intentional about setting up some um, just dimensions and and space for shows on air, Saturday morning, Friday
1: afternoons. Consider that my donation to Clemson University. (laughs) (laughs) Quit calling me. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> well we need we need a Durham over there who's who's on location on campus. He might need to, to run a little bit and maybe run some wires for us on, on Thursdays leading in. So
2: any GA who can get paid, I'm all about.
3: Well we, we were talking so there's there's three degrees from Clemson in the Packer House now That's or right. they're coming up. Yeah. There'll be one in the Durham There'll House. There'll be one in the Durham House. Heather who's sitting here before me, her daughter, Sophie, yeah. will be a, a volleyball student athlete here in a couple months and so Listen, there's, there's just a lot of tiger paws around, and um, that's always a good thing. There uh, you go.
2: Good to see you. Thanks. Graham Neff, Athletic Director at Clemson. When we come back, Hour 2, we start with the commissioner of the ACC. Jim Phillips joins us next from Amelia Island at the ACC Spring Meetings on ACC Network.
0: Tune in to Packer and Durham weekday mornings from 7 to 10 Eastern for the best conversations about everything from the ACC. Find it on the ACC Network, Sirius XM Channel 371, and streaming on the ESPN app.